eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to the full 90 Extra Time Podcast! <laughs> I don't know why I'm doing it that way. Just <laughs> Is that goth? Is that goth logger way? <laughs> Podcast over. <laughs> so, welcome to the full 90 Extra Time Podcast. <laughs> we can look into the Seattle Sounders FC, nerdy soccer culture, fan outrage, and an attempt to understand the hottest soccer league not funded by foreign royalty, MLS. I host Mornings on 1077 The End, and he's a guy who's been all over the place at Seattle Sounders FC, but now works in Kirkland. He's Brandon from the internet. Hi, from not Kirkland, though. Not right now, at least. Uh, this week, the Love's Drawing Like Bob Ross, Seattle Sounders FC, take on the Dynamo are good. Houston Dynamo. In a battle for third place in the MLS West. <laughs> in, a ba- in a battle for the... Brandon forgot to write something there because he took too long trying to come up with dumb jokes. I feel like it's accurate, though. I feel like that, that my take on that was pretty good. Yeah, no, it was great. Very good. Sounders FC need to stop playing catch-up on Game of Thrones or whatever the crap it is because like they're like obviously binge-watching something on Netflix. Probably Shit's Creek. Great show. Because they have been cooling off for the last month. Less pool, more focus on offense. A visit to former longtime Sounder Ozzy Alonzo at new club Minnesota FCSC United saw Seattle come home with a draw <laughs> and another point, a 1-1 affair in the whatever that state is called, the state with a thousand lakes or whatever the Minnesota? Yeah. I mean, I, I've already said yeah. the word Minnesota, so I was just trying to use a different word for it, like it's slogan or something. I'm just trying to vary uh, my yeah. language here, Brandon. Jeez. The rave green of the Minnesota. <laughs> that's uh, that's, that's our team. <laughs> so <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I don't know the loons, the the loon state. What do they call it? The loon, I, the loon star state. <laughs> well, what is it? It's like a mina. Wait, how do you spell Minnesota? Minnesota. That's. Not I want to say land of lakes, but that's butter, right? <laughs> the state of butter, <laughs> Minnesota. <laughs> the I can't believe it's not Michigan. <laughs> 
It's land of 10,000 lakes. That's what it is. <laughs> Jesus, man. I think, I think we should just stop now and just sound yeah. as true, whatever. They bought some guys. <laughs> There's a match on Saturday. It's going to be hot. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Too long, we didn't even finish. <laughs> <laughs> Too long, didn't pod. <laughs> <laughs> well, Brandon, let's cut right to the chase. There's a, there was a, a match over the weekend. It was pretty uninspiring. Uh, a couple things to think about was Abdul Salam made a start. He is a much bigger player than I thought he would be. Uh, he looked really good in place of Keldon Lirdam, who was out for red card offenses or whatever, allegedly. Um, and it was good to see him add a little bit of depth to the right wing. But Sounders were like, hold my non-alcoholic beer. We're going to go and grab ourselves some new free players out of nowhere what a weird move man um deadline day came and went with two new signings a guy from ecuador called javier ariaga and then a guy that everyone should know well from playing here a couple seasons joven jones making the return both of them defenders i don't know where you want to start with this brandon but it blows my mind that after splashing cash on midfield and forwards and like to mixed results and stuff now they've turned to try and make the defense a little bit younger and a little bit more um a little more spry well yeah it's it's um first of all awesome because when do you when do you when was the last time that the sounders made any sort of signings in the uh this transfer window it's always it's always garth lagerway saying there's no must win games in april and then waiting until um the summer and then signing a signing a Raul Ruiz Diaz or a Nico Ladero and then making a big sprint toward the end of the year. This year, the Sounders have bolstered their lineup, specifically the defense, uh, early on in the season. And now you you know, you know, I think it's writing on the wall for guys like uh, Chad Marshall, who you know Brian Schmetzer let Harsh. slip is going to be his last season possibly. Oh, he did. Yeah, dude. Ah, oh, dick move, Schmetz. I know. So in in yeah, and like when they're talking to him, they're like he uh, Schmetzer says, you know, Chad Marshall has hinted that this might be his. So I don't know. Like, they haven't like officially confirmed it or anything like that. But everybody, you know, you can only get knee soreness and de- hashtag definitely not a head injury so many times before. <laughs> and you know, he's got a kid on the way too. So this would be his second kid. He's pregnant. He gotta, yeah, yeah, Chad Marshall is pregnant. You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> oh my God, he's got to make sure his heart rate doesn't get over one eighty. That's really dangerous for the unborn baby. It's it's uh, all that extra weight that's adding to his knee soreness. No wonder he was a little slow on some plays over the weekend. Watching out for a bun in the oven. Chad Marshall would have the biggest baby if it was to come out of him. <laughs> He'd have a full grown Kim Kihi. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations. It's a Jordan Morris? It's a Korean? <laughs> I mean, it's okay for white guys to have uh, Korean no, babies. Yeah, that's th- not a problem. But No, that's not. A, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the, the race of the baby is not the problem at that point. <laughs> or ever. <laughs> right? No, okay. But a baby coming out of a Chad Marshall is the problem is what I was kidding. Hey. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Sounders go and pick up two like a center back, a DP center back, a designated player Who does center that? back. That's incredible. I'm so it's excited. Crazy. Yeah, it's it's awesome. So now like with Chad Marshall phasing out and Rom- not having to rely on the center back who wishes he was a forward, Roman Torres. Well, hold on. And- <laughs> hold, hold on before you make that accusation. Keep going, but like let's not get ahead of ourselves with wishes he was a forward is unique to Roman Torres. <laughs> Sorry, I met Roman Torres, who is more often playing forward <laughs> than center back. Um, and you go get a, a young guy, just like Kim Kihi, both 
uh, in Javier Ariaga, who are both young guys who can basically, um, you know, man the the Sounders central defense for you know years to come. I think and Kim, on top, Kim on Kiki top is of almost that, thirty though, so he's not. I wouldn't call him young, but like he's, he's still got five years in him. I would say if he's going to play. I by think, Chad so, Marshall I think center backs age slower than well everybody except the goalkeeper. They're a little bit nearer to the sun, so that's what happens. They age more slowly. <laughs> yeah, you, you're the science guy. I don't know. <laughs> Host of Nerd Talk weekdays on 1077 The End and available for download now on the Radio.com app. <laughs> Does that mean we don't have to insert an ad now? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll try, but it'll just be like... And now back to the pod. So on top of Javier Arriaga and... Uh, you know, slotting into the central defense, the Sounders go pick up Joven Jones of all people. Joven now, Jones. Now, now hold on. Let's let's back this up just real quick. I just want to I want to highlight who this uh, uh, Javier guy is. Javier, sorry. Um, why am I reading? Spelled like, like French. Xavier. He is like certainly from uh, Ecuador. Which, okay, whatever. Uh, he's coming from the Ecuadorian Premier League, which is the NASCAR of soccer leagues, judging by all the really tacky advertisements that they have all over their uniforms. It's crazy. It's hard to even find his name on there. I was like, what is? What's his name going to be on his jersey? I want to see from <laughs> previous teams what that looks oh, like. You can't it's gonna find. Be, it's going to be it's like gonna some Pepsi. Ba- yeah. Or no, it's like some like no, no, no. It's like some third tier Mexican beer. And like okay. a like a weird like pay with blood for cell phone service carrier that like it's all all over the place. We should we should only be so lucky that people complain that Zulily is not appropriate for a Sounders jersey. You wouldn't even know it was on there compared to the forty one other that the Ecuadorian Premier League has. So to be fair, to be fair, I do pay for my Zulily subscription in blood. <laughs> okay, fair. That's good. I'm glad that they moved to that Ecuadorian model. That's really nice. <laughs> yeah. Now he's joining us from not that Barcelona. <laughs> it's Barcelona SC <laughs> from Ecuador. It's funny. Uh, where he was the team captain. So that spells some leader for the future. Uh, you've got some guys out there that are certainly going to already have the favor of the team, the Nico Loderos and the Stefan Fry. but having another guy that shows leadership potential in the central defense, which is like one of the most key areas to keeping yourself in the, um, in the hunt every season is to not be leaky at back. And so to have a guy that can come in and play for Chad Marshall, who is an excellent leader uh, for the central defense, that's really important. He's only 24, like you alluded. He's a young guy. That's cool. Um, now, he looks like he's gonna his playing style is going to be a combination of Kim Kihi and Roman Torres. If you Google image search the guy like I did, all the photos are of him celebrating goals that he's scored. But... <laughs> But his highlight reel is cool. I mean, it's like he like has that um, that Kim Ki-hee, like real precise stabbing defense, but he gets forward and puts himself into goal opportunities a lot more. So um, yeah, we're just cool. gonna really hope for good communication between him and Kim uh, when he well when Ariaga gets to Seattle. He might not he might already be here. I don't know. But when he gets to Seattle, you're gonna hope that him and Kim hit it off right away because. Um, over time, you know the the one guy speaking Korean and the other guy speaking Spanish. Yeah, uh, you're gonna have you're gonna depend on that because if they're both guys that like to get forward and have the speed and the technical ability, um, you know. There, there's got to be a lot of communication there on who stays back. You know, I think of the story of Ichiro playing for Seattle Mariners, and he was talking about this like five or six years ago, that he often would bond with the Spanish speakers on the teams that he played on because they were foreigners in America and they mm. were the outsiders, and so he like learned a bunch of like dirty Spanish words and stuff like that, <laughs> so that way he could like, you know, uh, rap with them, so that way they would have some rapport out there and he could like 
talk a little trash and get some laughs and stuff and and bond with people uh, of, on both teams, which is really I think cool. It makes me wonder: Does Kim stop wasting his time on English and just learn Spanish at this? Like just right now, just <laughs> all in Spanish. Nico Ladero, the captain, speaks Spanish. Uh, Christian Roldan speaks a ton of Spanish. He's got the dual nationality thing. Um, and then uh, the, now the new central defender does. Like why not? I, I'm I'm get, I'm just gonna go out on a limb and say Jovan Jones knows enough to be able to keep up. You know. Yeah, I think uh, Jovan Jones. I, I, I want to know if Stefan Fry knows Spanish. That dude definitely knows Arabic or something, or at least I hope he does with the, all, all of the uh, uh, Egyptian tattoos he has all over his body. I don't think they speak Arabic in ancient Egypt. <laughs> I'm not. We're going <laughs> to have to go and check that out for sure. So, so okay, so that's an awesome signing. Like, this is a kid that's young, strong, smart, uh, goal potential. We could, like, count on him for at least a dozen goals a season, I would say, right? Maybe two dozen? I don't know. Um, if he's <laughs> playing by the Roman Torres model, that'd be great. <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen to Torres. You alluded to Chad Marshall cashing out his 401k and retiring. Like, I don't, um, I don't, <laughs> what would you, if you're Torres, what happens? I, I think that the Sounders either shop him in the league and uh, another MLS team, you know, takes a flyer on him. He's not like he showed he, he is a tale of two Torres between the, the <laughs> matches against LAFC. Right. The first match against LAFC, he, you know, gravity has a extra special hold on Roman and he's going to ground five yards away from the guy who's about to shoot. Whoa, 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 then, whoa, 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 whoa. I talked to a guy this week who said gravity doesn't exist, so stop throwing <laughs> your science at me, Brandon. <laughs> okay, sorry. Roman Torres proves that the earth isn't flat. That's that's my thesis. <laughs> I'm in for it. That's great. Um, and then and then in the second match against LAFC, he shows that he's a perfectly competent center back uh, and helps the Sounders earn the draw with nine men. So, you know, there's a lot of other teams in the league who could use a, a big, scary guy like Ramon Torres. Um, now, the Sounders have still have depth at center back with a guy like Jonathan Campbell, who, and if you're wondering who, that's because he hasn't seen any minutes this season. Great. Um, and I don't even know if he's been on the bench because Ramon Torres has been there. Um, but Jonathan Campbell signed him during the offseason before this season started. And, um, you know, he's just quietly biding his time. So he's probably going to still be that third guy after Chad retires and after Roman either gets shopped around in the league or, or you know, shipped off to a different club. But, I, predict, uh, I predict he's just practicing his pineapple farm by, by adopting the look. <laughs> is, that, is that okay? Yeah, that's, yeah, he's, he's currently housing spongebob <laughs> in his brain <laughs> awesome that's awesome he's got big earning potential in that case <laughs> okay well um yeah I, I would imagine that we see torres leave maybe as soon as the summer the summer window right that guy's gonna want to play more and not be playing tacoma defiance so a big a big big piece of this uh javier um ariaga signing is something that that Garth Lagerway has been saying is similar to when um, Victor Rodriguez was made a designated player. Garth Lagerway called it an accounting mechanism. When they made uh, Javier Arriaga a uh, designated player, Garth is calling it an accounting mechanism, meaning that this signing, this designated player signing, which is meant to be one of your top three players, one of your three highest paid players on the team, 
is not going to throw a wrench, and this is per Garth Lagerway, is not going to throw a wrench in the Sounders' summer targets. Now, what that means is that the Sounders are going to still need to offload some salary, and and one guy making a lot of money for the amount of minutes that he's playing is Roman Torres. So I think that's almost guaranteed that he's that he's gone probably this summer. Interesting. Roman Torres had about a half a million a season, if I remember correctly. I think he and Kim Kihibik that same amount. Uh, as players that are, you know, right there where we're dancing without having to get into that Tam and Gam game, if I'm not mistaken. With Ariaga, they've managed to structure it where it's like, uh, Sounder at Heart was speculating 1.2 to 2 million or something like that over three seasons. What, that works out to less than 600 grand. So you could spend a little bit of Tam money to bring him back down to under the gap so that way he doesn't have to be a designated player and then be able to sign a designated player. In, uh, in the summer if you needed to do that. I can't imagine them doing that. I can't imagine them bringing in more talent unless you're just trying to get some depth. I feel like you're looking for younger, less expensive players to fill it out now. Or if you're looking for a way to pay the transfer fee and salary of a guy like Brad Smith on loan from Bournemouth. Yeah, exactly. Something like that to try and... Uh, yeah, it's interesting. Now, okay, so we're talking center backs there. Then all of a sudden, like you alluded to earlier, Jovan Jones signs back up. Brad Evans with the hot takes on the Twitter. Love how JJ, Jovan Jones, pulled the ultimate power move. Leave for a year and get Tam just like that. He's got a good accountant. <laughs> yeah, man, no one understands... First of all, he's got a good accountant because no one understands Tam and Gam, whatever the, the allocation money stuff is so you have to have a good accountant for that but he's right he wasn't going to get paid what he wanted so he played for you know a season and a half in germany and then they need him and they because he was arguably the best player uh, at times during that 2016 campaign like he was one of the ones keeping the sounders in it towards the end there which is like um which is huge than to just voluntarily give him up that's crazy well, I think a, a big part of it, if I remember correctly, was that when he left, um, the Sounders did want to give him a TAM contract. But the, at that point, and it, it might even still be this way, but that um, MLS actually has to approve every TAM contract. And MLS denied that contract to Jovan Jones, which nice. means that the Sounders, the only way that they could pay him was through straight up cash. Uh, or general allocation money of which at, they didn't have enough at the time so they had to give him up basically on a free to go sti- sign with what was it like Darmstadt 2 or something he was playing on like the in the second Bundesliga league yeah yeah exactly and so Jovan Jones comes back and now all of a sudden the Sounders have three quality starting left backs which is crazy so you got to feel like that Brad Brad Smith is kind of the piece here that like makes the new who fall into place because if you have Brad Smith take off back to uh, back to Bournemouth and England, then you have one backup and one starter. That makes sense. But Jovan Jones this whole time hasn't been playing at left back. He's been playing in left midfield. So like he played the last season there at Darmstadt, and then you got to kind of figure out where you position him on his return back. I don't. I, I can't imagine getting V-Rod moving him to the bench. That guy's such a playmaker. I think Jovan Jones is a little bigger, maybe. So if you were playing like a more physical opponent, maybe you'd put him in. I, and then you've got, um, you got uh, what's the, Abdul Salam uh, playing in the right back position with, uh, with what's his nuts, Captain Redcard over there. Calvin um, Leardham. Yeah, thank you. Uh it's really interesting the the wing depth that they're about to find themselves having. You think if you're a left, if you're a new who has he played on the right at all? 
I, I actually think that the Sounders left back position is is probably a really interesting storyline going into the summer and the next transfer window because you've got a bevy of options there. You've got Brad Smith uh, on loan from Bournemouth. Who knows what's going to happen with that contract? Maybe like we were saying, the Sounders use a bunch of extra money. They sell Roman Torres and they, they're actually able to purchase Brad Smith on a full contract, right? Cause he's, he's expressed interest in staying in Seattle and, um, and Bournemouth, I don't know what their situation is in, with their defense, but I don't know if they want him back. The, the, then you have an extra piece in either Joven Jones or new who new who during the off season, uh, before the 2019 season starts says is like basically courting Marseille. And I don't know if the interest was reciprocated, but <laughs> <laughs> knew who a native French speaker from Cameroon it had a lot of interactions and a lot of tweets and a lot of likes and, and kind of banter with, with uh, Olympic Marseille fans in France. And um, it apparently looked like a deal was almost on with the team. I don't know if knew who like pulled that out of thin air via Twitter and, and French speaking uh, Marseille fans, or if it's something that was, that was actually in the works. And then you've got Joven Jones coming into the fold who can fortunately play up on the wing serves as a, as a, but as a, as a quality um, backup to Brad Smith, but can play up on the wing. But then what do you do with Victor Rodriguez? Who's, who's, one of the highest paid players on the team outside of the the designated players at this point. Maybe he's leaving. So, the, maybe he'll leave this summer. I wonder if Virod has plans to get out of here. Well, I want to um, I want to highlight something that we put this out on on full ninety extra time where I tweeted out a um, a potential lineup for the Sounders moving forward, uh, complete with a bench. And some people took exception with a couple of the of the people I put on the lineup. However, um, you know, and one of the things that I did was I put. Um, Joven Jones up on the left and actually put Rodriguez on the bench just based on current form, right? Like, we don't know what Jones is doing, but based on current form with V-Rod, I put Jones in there to see what he could do. Tom Conker, Conker Good comes back and says, um, who on Twitter is at the pickup there, <laughs> comes back and says, I'm feeling like we're going to see Rodriguez play more centrally. If Goose, being Gustav Svensson, stays down, which he's currently injured, um, we could put all of the D mid duties on Christian Roldan's shoulders and see a Ladero slash V Rod pairing to get passes to Raul Ruiz Diaz. So I think that that's a really interesting uh, concept. Is you still put Jones up, you put um, instead of playing two central def- or central defensive midfielders like we're currently doing with Roldan and Delem while Spenson's out, uh, you end up with with Victor and, and Nico in the middle. Jones on the left, and you've you've basically just stacked your midfield and overloaded that left side even more. It's crazy because when we started the season, we were talking about how the spine of the team was going to be the strong point for this squad. So you're talking about that central defense duo, uh, originally Chad Marshall and Kim Ki-hee, and then Christian Roldan, as well as uh, Goose there in the middle, Sumo Svensson. Uh, the four of them playing in the center of the field and being able to cover for one another is huge. And since we've seen injuries and problems, that's like changed the the shape of the game for everybody. Uh, and then in front of that, you'd have you know uh, a speedy um, you'd have a speedy Rui Diaz and maybe someone like playing in that hold up spot uh, between there. Uh, 
so like now that we're you're talking about moving everything out to the uh, about filling out the midfield a little more and putting the little guys in there, that's crazy, dude. Like it's a it could be a totally different looking squad due to injury and availability in eight weeks time than when we started saying like, wow, look at the cent- the spine of this team is so good. If they can just bomb down the sides and get it to the middle, we'll be we'll be fine. Which is something that has st- slowed down quite a bit, and then and the and the draws have increased. So I'm, I'm really but curious we- to see how that works. And when that happens, you know, we look out, you you saw the spine of the team kind of, you know, via injury or whatever it is. Um, You saw the left side of the Sounders attack really, really thriving um, up until, you know, we again ran into injuries and then no side was thriving and the center wasn't thriving. So now we've re-solidified the central defense with Ariaga. You might have to rethink how the Sounders go into formation moving forward just based on personnel alone. But honestly, these are good problems to have with the amount of quality players that the Sounders are bringing into the club. Shoutouts to Jackson Feltz who got on here and said, me likey about this uh, this lineup that you put out. <laughs> I like that. It's, it's, I haven't met the guy yet, but he's uh, supposedly a good dude. So I, I can't imagine what Harry's ship must feel like reading your, your Fantasy Eleven here. Putting him on the bench is uh, that's or that, did he even make your eighteen? And that's the thing. There's some players on here that are good players. That for me, I, I have got the bench of Brian Meredith being a goalkeeper, yeah. Victor Rodriguez, Hendwala Buana, Jordi Delem, Chad Marshall, Abdul Salam, and Will Bruin. I just think that in this in this formation when you add attacking pieces if you use Joven Jones as an attacker I think that's the that's the dependency if you're using Joven Jones as an attacker you'd prefer him on the left and and um, or sorry Jordan <clears throat> Morris on the left uh, Jones on the right or however you want to do it flip those and and play inverted but um, that's how they do play they play Morris on the right Jones on the left that's their national place right yeah yeah and so I'm just but I'm saying like you can play that however you want and I think that Either way you do it, Harry Ship is the is the odd man out. And when you look at the bench, I think you want Bruin on the bench <clears throat> as a replacement striker. You want um, Handwala Buana on the bench. I I just see more potential in Buana over Ship. Although Ship has been yeah. a deliverer and consistent yeah, for this yeah, team, dis- so disagree. it's like really tough to do. Yeah, disagree. I mean, like I, I have nothing against Handwala Buana. I think he could be great, but uh, Ship has proven himself, and Buana still has a long way to go on that. And Ship's not that old. It's not like he's like aging right. out either. Um, I think I think I just tend to bias toward the the homegrown um, future opportunity guy rather than um, than ship. I don't know. I I don't think we've seen enough of Buana to really know if he if he can be the deliverer. On I the want same the best now, that, man. I want the best uh, in the now because with MLS rules, all this changes. <laughs> like by right. next year, all this can be different. So, uh, but I, I I mean I see where you're going or whatever. We're talking about a bench player here. So yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Follow us at Full Ninety Extra Time to get in on this and uh, chime in if you would. All right, let's take a look at who is hot, who is garbage, and who is hot garbage. Hot garbage. Let's start with hot. Hot. Hot, that Aussie Alonzo rocket that Christian Roldan scored on Aussie's turf. <laughs> His second of the season doing Aussie things on Aussie's turf. I love that. Hot. Hot. Christian Roldan secures the point for the Sounders against Minnesota with like a ridiculous, ridiculous goal. Uh, the ball is coming out to him. He takes the shot. It's on the half volley 
Um, that's I, I don't know if it won goal of the week, but I do know it was nominated, and that's what my half of ass journalism does for you. <laughs> Keith Gostigan said it's the best goal we'll see scored all season. I was like, settle down, Keith. <laughs> that's the best goal we'll see all season until Carlos Vela does it next week. <laughs> all right, hot garbage, hot. 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 The sounder splashing that cash. Hot. Hot. Literally the weather for Saturday. Hot. Moving on to garbage. Garbage. Uh, garbage. New signings not expected to make an impact in the next eight weeks. Garbage. What? A, I mean, that's crazy to set our expectations that way, but there's visa issues evidently. Garbage. Are Gar- they really? Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Garbage. Oh. Sounders FC signed DP Defender two weeks after I get my freaking Kim Ki-hee jersey, you jerks. Garbage. Give it to Dopu. Hot. Also garbage, my Korean friend, cool. Also garbage, Minnesota's gray kit. I was with uh, some gals at the bar after Taco Truck Challenge. We were watching the match, and like multiple people were like, oh, those jerseys are trash. And not like the hot garbage, good for the environment, parlay trash. <laughs> like, the, like the actual garbage. Hot garbage. Yo, know, they look, they're just gray. They're just, they're just gray. I like them as just like a shirt to be wearing around, but out there on the field, it looks like someone hit black and white instead of color copy. <laughs> Janet, did you make all of these copies again? <laughs> when we come back, let's take a look at the upcoming matchup on Saturday night, old Sabado evening. When Houston Dynamo come to Seattle next on the full time, on the full ninety extra time podcast. <laughs> yes. Sounders FC at home for their eleventh match of the season. Five one and four puts them fourth in the West versus versus Houston Dynamo. Third in the West on significantly fewer games. They're six one and one. That's a great record. That's like LAFC quality there, Brandon. Saturday night, seven p.m. CenturyLink Field. It's gonna be a blast. Let's take a look at what we have to expect here a little bit. Um, how about the history between these teams here? So when the Sounders host Dynamo, the Sounders are well all time. They're eight wins, four. Uh, losses and six draws against the Dynamo. So overall positive record against the team. Um, but most significantly is that the Sounders have not lost to Houston at home. They're 7-0-2 oh, against Houston at home. Hey man, did Houston is, used to be in the East? I think so, yeah. Before they added all of these like extra teams and and, and uh, a second LA team and, and yeah, that's crazy. Uh, Atlanta in and years. Orlando yeah, they had ten- to move Kansas City and Houston over. That's crazy because in 10 years you'd think you'd play more than Eight, four, six, that's 12, 18 matches. <laughs> that's mm-hmm. okay, good. Okay, so that's interesting. All right. Um, now, the Houston have had a significantly um, less busy MLS season so far. Which is saying a lot because the Sounders uh, had that game canceled against Colorado due to weather. And still, with that canceled game, Houston have only played eight matches. So that's three games is- in hand. With, so, yeah, they're, they've played two less games than the Sounders. They have 19 points, which is the same amount of points as the Sounders. They're only five points off of the top of the West, meaning that's like right now where you would be if you're in the Supporters' Shield contention. Yeah. And they've got three matches in hand on the leaders, which are Los Angeles FC, LFC. And if Houston won all of the matches that they have in hand, they would be four points clear of LAFC. Holy so, crap. That, this is a great this is a great team. While LA sit on top of the league with, you know, 24 points or whatever it is, Houston 
are just apparently not very busy sitting at home playing Xbox in in their free time. <laughs> Definitely not the cup, cup <laughs> sorry, of sorry. Champions League. Sitting at home playing Zulily in the meantime. <laughs> Zulily 360. <laughs> um, are sneaky one of the best teams in the league. They have the most points per game in eight matches into the season, which is a good way to look at, um, you know, average uh, competition throughout the year. So they're sitting at two point, almost 2.4 points per game, uh, while everybody else, LA is sitting at like 2.2, um, which it seems like a nominal amount, but it's actually significant when you look at, at, you know, Houston could be at the top of the league right now. That's so crazy, dude. I, I don't know much about this Houston squad. I just know that Will Bruin used to play there, and people try to write like he's still mad about that or something. But he does often show up and deliver against that team. He's got a bunch of goals. So maybe there's a potential for Will Bruin to be our hero this weekend at some point. I, I don't know. Like I don't know if you're going to have Rui Diaz out there running around. It sure looks like it on his Instagram that he could be uh, that he could be fit. What's the fitness of the team look like right now? Do you have any idea? Like we said last week, I think that with the uh, the trainer for the Sounders who put out that tweet saying almost everybody was going to be healthy, um, it's seeming that way. Will Bruin seems to be back. Raul Ruiz Diaz saw some time in the last match. Um, Chad Marshall played last match. So a lot of the guys that have been out have been injured. Um, are back in the lineup. Christian Roldan, who wasn't injured but had a red card and then was rescinded, played last match. Kelvin Lear Dam is back in this match. And outside everybody outside of Gustav Svensson seems like they're healthy. Oh, so no. that's why I would say that my hero my hero my hero for this match uh is going to be Raul Ruiz Diaz because the guy's been out for four matches and the Sounders uh goal scoring has taken a huge hit. So really you're gonna do that Ra- over the over the consistency of Will Bruin, huh? I'm uh I, I can't wait to see. I want one of them to be that Oh no, Brandon. Not the injury generator. God dang it. Don't worry, it's for me. I was uh, in karate today. Guess what? Got a hamstring cramp. (laughs) What are the Sounders going to do now? (laughs) So it's looking at Houston, who will be, they're obviously quite good. 6-1-1 is an awesome record so far. Uh, A couple names that stand out from the highlights previously that you got to keep your eye on are Mauro Minotas and Mr. Tomas Martinez. These two guys have had some big results in the last couple of matches if they can keep it hot. Hot. Houston, who haven't been good the last couple of seasons, are very good right now. Mauro Minotas is on fire. Tomas Martinez is on fire. They've also got a third piece in their striker, Albert Thelis, who um, is getting looks from the Scottish Premier League, from Celtic, who is like the biggest team. In the, they just won their eighth straight Scottish Premier League championship, I'm pretty sure. Um, so they're not, you know... They're not bargain bin hunting right now. So um, Houston has a lot of talent and the Sounders defense. You know, we'll see if uh, if either of those two new players get an immediate look in in um, the Sounders roster. I got to think it's going to be too early for that. Okay, so let's look at let's look ahead at these teams. Their motivation in the big match coming up again. It's Saturday night, seven p.m. CenturyLink Field. Seattle Sounders FC got to be looking at three points at home, dude. I mean, it sounds so obvious, but those points have been elusive. And in order to keep this charge going and to not just kind of like run out of steam in the summer and hope to have to put all the pressure on again at the end, which seems to be working for Seattle, to be fair, <laughs> but uh, there something's got to turn around. Well, and and right now you're not just looking at like it, right now the way that the Sounders form has been going, you're looking at them almost guaranteed to make the playoffs just if they kept this form up. However, if they want a chance at winning the Supporter Shield, uh, it's going to start running away from them sometime soon if LAFC and Houston are able to keep going the way they've been going. 
We now advance into the future, especially if you're just waking up at the wheel of your big rig, somehow asleep for the last 21 minutes. TLDL, too long, didn't listen. <laughs> too long, didn't listen. Chad Marshall's pregnant. <laughs> it's, it's a Korean! <laughs> no, it's Jordan Morris. <laughs> Agree to disagree. <laughs> TLDL, Brandon pays for his Zulily in blood. <laughs> it's true. Uh, too long didn't listen damn you karate Gregor's down with a hammy (laughs) and to to be fair to be down I just kind of stopped and was like that hurts I'm gonna go home (laughs) (laughs) alright take a look into your crystal pepsi ball Brandon let's take a look at this weekend again 7pm CenturyLink Field Seattle welcomes Houston Dynamo who are orange hot what do you predict um I if if the Sounders are back firing on all cylinders I think that it could be a close game I think the Sounders will win 3-2. Oh, you're predicting a lot of offense, which I like to hear. I'm going to go with something pretty typical. Well, hold on. Let me give it another swirl, the Crystal Pepsi ball. Oh, I see 1-1. One, one. It's a draw. Everyone goes home with a point. We're disappointed. <laughs> it's too easy. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. 